The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Alberta has surpassed 500 COVID 19 deaths as the province confirmed what was it, 1,265 new cases of the virus yesterday. There are now more than 13,000 active cases across the province. 355 people are in hospital, 71 of those in the ICU. Now, during Tuesday's update, Premier Kenny announced many new restrictions to try to slow the spread of COVID in Alberta, many of which a lot of people are still trying to figure out. One of those restrictions concerned places of worship. Our diverse faith communities have worked incredibly hard to limit the spread, and we know these settings are an important part of many people's lives, including their emotional, mental, and spiritual health. While the vast majority, the vast majority of faith communities have carefully followed our guidelines and experienced no known transmission, a handful have flagrantly violated these parameters, causing outbreaks. And that is why we are moving from recommendations to rules, capping attendance at one-third of fire code while masking uh, is, is also required. To be clear, this will not affect the vast majority of faith communities who are already respecting, respecting the physical distancing guidelines, but it will make it clear that these are no longer just guidelines and that this is not optional. We believe this approach balances the charter-protected fundamental right to freedom of religion with the public health imperative. So as you heard, the Premier saying despite the vast majority of faith communities following the rules, some groups have flagrantly ignored them, leading to outbreaks. So as a result, attendance at places of worship are being capped at one-third of a building's fire code capacity. And some faith leaders are saying, you know what, that's not good enough. Reverend Anna Greenwood-Lee posted a two-minute sermon on Twitter calling on the province to close places of worship to slow the spread. Here's part of that. I find myself in the strange situation of imploring our Premier, Premier Kenny, to shut down churches in Alberta. My own church hasn't been open since March. My own diocese has banned public worship for the foreseeable future. But it concerns me that our province is failing to take leadership on this and that some churches are continuing to open. Frankly, it's hard for me to understand why they are. The first and great commandment is to love God and to love your neighbor. And right now, loving your neighbor is staying home, is wearing a mask, is keeping safe. For the case numbers are simply too high. The death toll is heartbreaking. We must turn this around. Reverend Greenwood Lee of St. Lawrence Anglican Church in Calgary joins us this afternoon. Thanks for making the time for us. Thank you for speaking with me. All right, let's start with this, Reverend. What pushed you to record that two-minute sermon, if you want to call it that, calling for the shutdown of all places of worship? Why did you feel the need to do that? Well, it's disappointing to me that our uh, province hasn't taken leadership on this. Um, As I'm sure you know, like we passed 500 deaths on Wednesday, Mm -hmm. and so many of those deaths have taken place in long-term care homes. Uh, So many of our most vulnerable are suffering. And all of those deaths are heartbreaking. All of those deaths are somebody's mother, somebody's father, somebody's grandmother. And it's really become clear to me that it's incumbent upon the whole community to kind of limit our interactions uh, so that we can protect our most vulnerable. And churches need to take their part in that. 
Were you worried about upsetting people? Uh, have you upset people? What have you heard? Because I can tell you when I talked about it yesterday on my show, I was getting texts from people who said, no, this is this is my right. How dare you talk about closing churches or places of worship? So there's a basic ethical principle that we don't have rights without responsibilities. So um, our rights are always balanced by our responsibilities. So yes, we have certain rights in society, but we also have a lot of responsibilities. We're responsible to pay our taxes. We're responsible not to drive while intoxicated. Uh, We have all sorts of responsibilities. And right now it's our responsibility to stay home and wear a mask and keep other people safe. And we certainly have the right to, uh, you know, freedom of religion, but that doesn't mean we have to be in a place of worship uh, regularly with a large group of people. There's lots about our faith that you can practice without being uh, physically together in a place of worship. Um, so I've been encouraged to see how many faith communities in Calgary are taking this time to not just meet on Zoom or have video worship, but also to help the food bank or to deliver food hampers or to uh, drop off groceries to people who can't leave the house. Um, that's the work that faith communities should be focusing on right now, not on worship. Reverend Greenwood Lee joining me this afternoon. I played a part of that two-minute sermon that you put up on Twitter. Um, The rest of it I want to touch on as well because I thought it was pretty powerful. Um, You went on to say, uh, you went went on to talk about uh, a lesson about religious hypocrisy is what you called it, about those who serve their own interest. And you said that those going to church right now are are serving their own interest. Can you expand on that for me? Well, it also, sort of, the sermon started at family dinner. So I have two children who are uh, 12 and 16, and they just kind of can't believe, you know, that bars and casinos are still open um, and churches are still open when there's so many deaths. And the just because I'm a church nerd, you know, the passage that came to mind is Isaiah chapter 58, uh, which starts out with kind of people being all puffed up that they're going to temple, that they're doing all the outward signs of religiosity. And the prophet Isaiah just comes down really hard on them and says, this is not what God wants of you. God does not want outward signs of religiosity. God wants you to uh, loose the bonds of injustice, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked. Um, And then the prophet says, um, you, you are actually trampling on the Sabbath and pursuing your own interests on my holy day. Uh, that's the passage that sort of came to mind, mm-hmm. that that's what I feel like people are doing right now. If, they, if they're if they so determined that they need to go to public worship, despite the fact that they're putting public health at risk, I would say that that's actually trampling on the Sabbath. You talk about loving our neighbors, and um, in that sermon you said Jesus never told us to go to church, but he did say to love our neighbors, and you go on to say that is true worship, and and loving our neighbors right now is taking care of them, and to do that right now is to stay home. I thought that that was powerful. It is resonating with many reverend others. It is not resonating with. What do you say to those who it's not resonating? with i would just say like why are you so angry about this and find like if take that energy that you have and you know deliver food to your neighbors you know donate to the food bank like um send a card to someone who's isolating uh send a card to someone who's in long-term care and hasn't had visitors for a long time like if you need to worship and worship and acts of love and justice and compassion right now that is true worship 
Reverend Anna Greenwood-Lee joining me this afternoon. Um, I talked yesterday when we got into this uh, on the show, and and you've touched on it as well, that um, my mom, who has a very strong faith, um, has always said, and I've always believed as well, that, you know, your church can be anywhere. It can be in your backyard it can be out in the forest it can be beside the side of a stream and while i do understand that you know many people uh draw great strength at being in their uh houses of worship that that it's not necessarily a place that you need to go to worship um and you would agree with that I would, and I think the church, you know, in the faith community has been quite creative in finding ways to still be together as a community despite the restrictions. So just I, just to get on this call, I had to leave an interfaith Bible study that I lead with two rabbis and uh, another priest every Thursday afternoon. So there's about 50 of us who join on Zoom right now mm-hmm. um, and have been working our way through the Book of Numbers, uh, which is a fascinating book to be looking at in the time of COVID. It's about how the people are on a journey that's longer than they expected and they really don't want to be on. Um, mm-hmm. But we've been able to you know, have 50 people be together Thursday afternoons electronically. Uh, so there's other ways you know, to strengthen the bonds of community without physically being together. Reverend, with every organization, every industry that I have talked to over the past nine months and about how they're handling the situation, one of the things that constantly comes up is adaptability, is about, um, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to still provide what we provide to the people who want it? And how do we make it better? You've touched on some of the ways that the church has, has, um, and, and your church, has adapted. What have you learned about that through all of this? Well, I think one of the things the church has been discovering over the past few years um, is that less and less people can kind of come to church on a Sunday morning. Um, Sunday morning is becoming a more and more privileged place. Um, You know, sometimes people look at churches and they say it's all senior citizens. And there's some truth to that in some churches, but it's also because you know, too many people work shift work or too many people have kids in soccer. And, you know, some people would really love to come to church on a Sunday morning, but they simply can't uh, for economic or for other reasons. And I think the church needs to be more accessible and more innovative in the way that it gets um, kind of our delivery mechanism has been so limited to, you know, bums and cues on Sunday mornings. Um, But that's not, you know, there's more to uh, the life of faith than that. And I think COVID is giving us an opportunity to kind of discover other ways of being church, other ways of bringing people together that doesn't, that can include people who can't necessarily be in a building with a bunch of other people on a Sunday morning at a specific time. Have you have you had conversations or has you know the the, the other um, faith leaders that you join with? You were just talking about uh, another priest and two rabbis that that you were on a on a call with. Have you um, have you come together and um, you know thought about approaching some of these other um, leaders who are continuing on and saying, hey, we need to look at doing this differently. We're urging you to do this. I mean, would that be a conversation that would even be possible or or thought of? Well, I think that's why I felt the need to put, like, the sermon on Twitter and to speak out publicly. Um, I'm hesitant to directly confront people about this, but I I think we need to lead by example and just say, look, like, there are lots of other ways to hold communities together. 
um, to be church without physically being together. My own church hasn't seen any drops in revenue since COVID. I think in some ways uh, this has strengthened the bonds of community because people have been more willing to be vulnerable with one another. Um, they've kind of learned about each other, like who really, who in the community is more isolated, who has family, who can help them, who needs you know more help from the community. Um, so I hope, you know, while this has been a very trying time, it's also made us more real. Um, and so that's what I would I would just offer to other leaders is like kind of there's nothing to be afraid of here um, in terms of not worshiping in person. There's actually something to be learned from it. Reverend, before I let you go, if if the if the premier was listening uh, right now, what would you tell him? I would say it's time to shut down the churches. Uh, it's not a sacrifice. It's a, it's a sacrifice the churches should willingly make uh, for the sake of love of their neighbor. Oh, Reverend, I think you cut out there just uh, a little bit, but... Uh, oh, sorry about I heard... that. I would just say to the Premier that he needs to shut down the, the churches, that it's, a, it's, a, it's not really a sacrifice. It's something that the churches should do out of love for their neighbour. This is not a forever thing. It is uh, maybe weeks, maybe uh, months. And as you said, your um, your church has has not been uh, meeting in, in person for months now. Reverend Anna Greenwood-Lee joining me this afternoon. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem at all. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, uh, Reverend Greenwood Lee is priest at St. Lawrence Anglican Church in Calgary. She's also the co-director of the Wisdom Centre there, the chair of the Calgary Alliance for the Common Good. And and I know for some of you, um, you don't like hearing that. But I also think that um, the Reverend makes some very good points as well. And again, when we talk about, about doing this and taking care of our neighbours, um, that if we were to do this maybe for a few weeks, um, it could be in part helpful. And, and I know there's, you know, some folks out there that are going to say, Jay, prove to me that, you know, they're spread in, in you know, the, you know, that church gatherings are causing, uh, you know, spread. We know that in some cases it has. We know that, uh, you know, hundreds of others have, have gone through the past number of months and uh, there has been no problems there. But we also know that there is a big portion that we don't know where it's coming from. Um, you know, she touched on the fact that bars and casinos are still open. Yeah, I know for a lot of people that is a big head scratcher uh, for them. Uh, if you want to listen to uh, her entire two-minute sermon, if you want to call it that, her two-minute statement on, on Twitter, you can follow her, Reverend Anna Greenwood-Lee. It's, it's pretty powerful.